My name is Keith Beavers, and I got to say, I'm probably showing my age here, but podcasting guys in general, I get like these major pump up the volume vibes, like Mark Hunter, man. What's going on, wine lovers? Welcome to episode six of Vine Pairs Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers. I am the tasting director of Vine Pair at Vine Pair Keith on Insta. How you doing? It's wine. It's in a bag and it's in a little cardboard box. And we have to talk about this. It's it's part of our lives. It's who we are. Well, kind of. Let's get into it. Wine 101 is brought to you by Black Box, premium, award-winning wine, wait for it, in a box. You see that coming, right? Thinking in the box, see what I did there, is amazing for so many reasons. Those three-liter boxes stay fresh for six weeks on your countertop, and Black Box can go anywhere, even glamping. Yes, glamping, not camping, glamping, it's a thing. And it's easy to carry. Four bottles worth of wine in a tidy little box. I mean, that is seriously smart, guys. To check out Black Box and other amazing wine we talk about on Wine 101, follow the link in the episode description to BarrelRoom.com. Wow, wine lovers, here we are. We are at the box wine episode. Am I sounding dramatic? Am I sounding too dramatic? I'm, I'm sounding too. The thing is, I'm excited to talk about box wine because I... I've watched, you know, I had a, a retail shop and I sold box wine and I've watched this. Uh, it's like a roller coaster ride with people trying to figure out like, wait, what is what I thought box wine was one thing and now it's this and I can't understand. Can you please explain what's going on with box wine and what I should probably be thinking about box wine? You should be thinking about whatever you want to think about box wine, but I want to give you a little bit of a history, a little bit of a science maybe. And just some fun facts about this thing called box wine. And once you have all the information, maybe we'll, it'll help you in the future making your own decisions out there in box wine world. Because, man, they're out there. And they're getting more and more plentiful on our market. So we got to talk about it. They're not going anywhere. Okay. So for those of you who don't know or are just familiar with the term, let me describe to you what a box wine is. It's also sometimes called bag and box. In Australia, they call it goon or chateau cardboard. We'll get into that. Essentially what a box wine is, and it's pretty simple, it's a collapsible plastic bag filled with wine that has a tap attached to the plastic bag. That plastic bag rests inside a cardboard container. The wine is drawn out of the bag by the actual tap. And what that does is it allows wine to come out, but will not allow air to get in. So there's no ingress of oxygen when you're pouring yourself or tapping yourself a glass of wine. And the bag is set into the box in a way that the tap is at the bottom and the bottom of the box has a little uh, perforated little hole. You can pop out and drag the tap out, set it so it's easy to access. So it's pretty cool. When you draw wine off the tap, no oxygen is getting inside the bag. And because of that, the bag itself has to have a barrier for oxygen as well because we don't want oxygen seeping into the bag when we have a tap that's used to not get oxygen in the bag. 
And for these, there's two types. You have a silver colored bag and you'll have a clear bag. If you see a silver colored bag, what you're looking at is a bag that's protecting the wine from oxygen by a thin layer of aluminum or aluminum coated polyester. And that thin layer of aluminum is between two layers of what's called high density polythylene, which is basically just like plastic bottles, bags get at the supermarket and plastic film. It's also good for recycling because it takes a long time for this particular kind of bag to break down, which reduces the amount of gases that are constantly going into the air from this product. Breaks down slower, releases slower, smaller amounts over time, better for the environment. If you see a clear bag, what you're looking at is a bag that has a oxygen barrier or an O2 barrier that's made up of what's something that's called polyvinyl alcohol. I know that sounds weird. It's like alcohol. And I thought it was weird, so I had to look it up, and it's still weird, but it's really cool. This material is the same material that's found in eye drops and contact lenses. That's wild. It's also recyclable. And these bags are designed to hold between one and a half to four bottles worth of wine. It's like three to four liters of wine. I mean, that's awesome. You have a big bag and a box full of wine, and the thing is, these wines that are put into these bags are not expensive. They're less expensive wines. It's like you're, you're getting the more casual drinking style of wine with a bag and box because it's going to be in that bag. Well, it can last up to four to six weeks, really. After four to six weeks, it starts to deteriorate because there is some oxygen getting in, just not a lot. I mean, it's not like a light switch. It's just going to start to deteriorate over time. And honestly, if you still have a box wine, after four to six weeks in your fridge, the best thing to do with it is to start cooking with it. You can actually cook with box wine from the minute you tap it because the wines that are going into these, like I said, they're less expensive, but don't less, less expensive is not a bad thing. It means these are young, vibrant, fresh, easy drinking wines that don't need to age and are, are, are young enough that they will benefit from being in a bag that is protected by layers of plastic so the oxygen doesn't break it down because they're so susceptible or vulnerable to that. And there's this, I mean, there's the obvious thing I have to say about this is that wine in box is very environmentally friendly. An environmental impact study from Scandinavia in 2010 found that bag in box leave only between 12 and 29% of the carbon footprint of bottled wine. So that's good news. Also, the materials that are used to make bag-in-box wine are much less expensive than glass. Also, the manufacturing of glass uses more natural resources than the manufacturing of bag-in-box. Now, I'm not taking away anything from glass here. I'm just kind of giving you some stats and some, some figures here. Obviously, glass bottles are going nowhere, but in 2014, almost 20% of all wine sold in retail in the United States was in box. So box wine has an impact on our drinking culture. It is part of what we do. It's part of who we are. And where did it come from? The concept of putting wine in a bag and utilizing what they called the airless flow principle, which is not allowing any oxygen to get into the bag after you pour a glass of wine, was conceived in Australia. What we see today on our market, on our shelves, is kind of an American thing. Are you confused? Let me explain. 
In the United States in the 1950s, the Scholl family, S-H-O-L-L-E, developed and patented a bag-in-box system with a tap to transport battery acid safely. Put a pin in that. Around this time in South Australia, McLaren Vale, Adelaide area, there was a winery, well, they're, they're around still today, called Ango Family Wineries, A-N-G-O-V-E. And the second, no, I think the third generation winemaker and head of this winery, Thomas Angove, had an idea. Now, I'm not sure what kind of winemaking practices were standard at the time in this part of Australia, uh, but Thomas Angove was mad at glass. <laughs> in an interview with his son, he said that his dad was upset at the fragility of glass, and also he thought that glass bottles, you know, Wine was more susceptible to going bad in glass bottles, which, of course, is true. And I, I'm imagining this is because maybe because at the time in Australia, the, the amount of distance a wine had to travel to a market was long. And maybe the glass, the fragility and the, the vulnerability of a cork was such that it prompted Thomas Angove to say, well, why don't we just put wine in a plastic bag, but in a really cool Australian accent? Is fragility a word or is it like the fragile nature? But anyway, he was inspired by the shepherds he would see around who were drinking wine from their goat skin uh, sacks or flasks. So in 1965, Thomas Angove of the Ango family wineries designed the first bag in box. But at the time, it didn't have a tap like we have today. And also, according to his son, uh, his dad wasn't the first one to put liquid in the bag, but he was the first one to focus on the concept of airless flowing principle, meaning when you pour a little bit of wine out of a plastic bag, it doesn't oxidize the wine. And even though they didn't have a tap back in the day, they had a certain peg or a paperclip or a way of closing it. Even though it was rudimentary, it became very popular and people saw the potential for it. It became so popular that Penfolds, one of the most famous wineries in all of Australia in the world, together with a well-known Melbourne wine merchant, began to develop a tap system for these plastic bags. And in 1968, Penfolds released its first what they called cask wine, which became a standard term for this kind of wine in Australia. But what's interesting about it is it wasn't really a bag in box, it was a bag in a tin, and I'm assuming it had a tap. I'm not really sure. Because Penfold was collaborating on this technology, they probably did. I just have not been able to find an image of it anywhere. And I kind of want to see an image of this. I want to see, you know, a bag of wine with a tap or without a tap in a tin from back in the day from Penfold. So if anybody has an image of that, hit me up on my DMs at VineBearKeith on Instagram. I got to see it. But this is how it all began. And then in the 70s, Australian winemakers got wind of this idea that was patented in the United States for carrying battery acid, and that box bag tap system became the standard way of presenting bag and box wine in Australia. And here we are with the bag and box wine technology that was kind of American and kind of Australian, mostly Australian and a little bit American. But either way, what a box wine is, is just a nice, easy drinking, casual wine 
you can get from a tap. If it's white, you keep it in the fridge. If it's red, you keep it on the counter. Or if it's red, you keep it in the fridge if you want it chilled. I don't know, whatever you want to do. But that's what boxed wine is for. Now, we in the United States and in Australia have these sort of ideas about boxed wine because they're so affordable. They're so easy to party with. You bring it to the party. You bring it to the beach. You bring it to the picnic. You bring it to the rooftop. You bring it to the porch. That's what this wine is for. It's fun, engaging, awesome, communal, fun. Did I say fun? Drinking. And actually, Tim McCurdy, senior staff writer at Vine Pair, as well as the host of Vine Pair's Cocktail College podcast, and Katie Brown, who's also part of the editorial team at Vine Pair, as well as uh, co-producer of Going Out with Jake Cornell, our other Vine Pair podcast, the three of us got together and we tasted, I think, 30 or more of the box wines on the market and came up with our favorites and put them in a list. So you should definitely check that out on vinepair.com. Because nowadays, because the bag and box became popular, I believe it became very popular again because of the organic movement that came out of California in the 90s. Because when I had my wine shop, the bag and box game was big. Once the organic movement hit, everybody was doing bag and box. The thing people were doing is now there was a competition. Who can put the best wine in a box and sell it on a retail shelf? So there's a lot of competition out there and there's a lot of different kinds of wine in boxes. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, you're going to know what you're going to get when you buy it, but there's stuff from all around the world. There's bag and box from France, Spain, United States, Italy, South Africa, Argentina, Chile, you name it. There is bag and box everywhere because the majority of the wine that we drink on a daily basis, wine lovers are wines that are ready for right now. And bag and box are wines that are ready for right now. There are companies that sell wine in a bag and box, but they also sell that same wine in bottle because that's the kind of wine it is. It's fun, enjoyable, young, and easy drinking. And the best part is they're pretty inexpensive, guys. So you're going to get, I think the most expensive box wine I've ever seen is $40. And that's really a lot. I think you're talking like between 20, 25 bucks or less and you're getting four bottles of wine, at, at, at most four bottles of wine. So that's pretty awesome. Okay, so I feel like I'm rambling here now because I keep on saying things over and over again. I guess I wanted you guys, I wanted to give you guys a sense of what this is because like I said, it's not going anywhere. It's part of our drinking culture. It's who we are and they're fun. And I gotta be honest, when I had my wine shop, I always had a box wine in my fridge. Always. I always had a box wine on my counter. Always. Whether I was drinking it, or cooking with it, it was always there. I love them. And the last thing I'll say about box wine is the looks you're gonna get when you walk into the party with the big box of wine, you're gonna get high fives. Let's talk next week. Find Pear Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pear headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pear. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pear, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pear staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. E&J Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pear's Wine 101. 
Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide range of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. I mean, Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but this is the wine podcast. So whether you're new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. We look forward to serving you enjoyment in moments that matter. Cheers. Visit BarrelRoom.com today to find your next favorite, where shipping is available.